welcome everyone to another episode of Behind the Mic. Today we have a very special guest in the building. Akio, thank you so much for being here, man. I appreciate your time. No, thanks for having me on, Marty. Appreciate you. Absolutely. So I am familiar with the SaaS District podcast. I've been uh, following, I think, for about six, seven months now. Uh, but for the listeners that are not that familiar or don't have uh, too much context, can you tell us more about the show, what are the main topics you discuss, just the elevator pitch of the show? Sure. So uh, SaaS District, we interview you know, top marketers, leaders, investors, and founders uh, who have expertise in, in building or growing a SaaS company. I essentially just ask questions based on whatever their expertise is and then what, I'm, what I'm really curious about that topic. So uh, for example, let's say they have a, they're founder of a FinTech company or let's say an HR platform. I'll ask them, you know, what are some good you know, hiring decisions? Um, if they're an investor, what are some good investments they make? How do they look at investments? What, what you know, bad decisions have they made? Um, so I just really get into the, the nuts and details of what, what they're doing uh, and just kind of more curious about them and how they got to where they are. I love that. Yeah, take us back to when you decided to start SAS District. Uh, was there an inflection point? You were like, I think this is the right timing uh, or it was just something in your mind that had been there for a while and then you were like, okay, let's, fuck it, let's do it. No, so I think this was just part of our initial kind of 2020, you know, January, we're kind of having this conversation. What's our kind of marketing plans? Uh, for, for Horizon Capital, that's, that's our firm. We, we, we do kind of investments and acquisitions of, of SaaS companies. So we wanted to build more relationships and it was just more of a like, kind of our overall content marketing strategy. So you know, we had that conversation in January and I think we started recording around March, 2020. And I think we, we eventually launched in April. So we've been over a year now that we've been, we've been doing this. I love that. And, and what was the rationale behind launching the podcast? Just using it as a content creation tool, more focused on the relationship building, Basically, how did that fit in into your overall marketing strategy? Yeah, so it's two things. One is building relationships. You know, if it leads to some business, that's that's a bonus. But it was just having those conversations, meeting different people around the world, uh, people we never thought we'd we'd meet and come across. And then two was just more uh, content creation. I think, uh, you know, people, especially in kind of the investment space uh, in, in our field, there isn't too many people who are who are doing podcasts, but especially back then. Um, and, and I think we just wanted to kind of stand out and do something different. I love that. Um, what were some of the basically the initial challenges when you started the show. I, I don't know if you have been involved interviewing people before, uh, but is there something that comes top of mind about the difficulties of, of launching the podcast and, and continuously to grow up there? Yeah, so I actually started my first podcast years ago. I think it was in 2014. I think was, my first podcast was called Path to Million. I don't think I actually got published, but the main issue I had at the time was, you know, I was recording, I was creating content. Uh, I would do all the, you know, find the right place, finally get the nice microphone. But I hated the post-production and that's where I kind of, I found killed my momentum. It was like, I'll do all this work and I'm like, I don't want to edit this and, you know, put everything together and learn all that. So I got frustrated. Um, so, so I gave up. Uh, so this time when, when I knew I was going into it and I was like, okay, this is what we want to do. This is our marketing plan. I said, look, this is my problem. I'm going to hire for it at, from the beginning. And uh, so that's why it took a month or two to find the right person who can help us. And that was, you know, getting the right process finding the right guest and, you know, just kind of having that kind of nailed down so I could just, you know, show up to the interviews, you know, have everything ready, do a bit of help on the research part and the questions. And then we have that, you know, everything after that I didn't have to deal with. So I make sure uh, kind of that was dealt with. And then after that, it was just finding the right guests that we felt were kind of good for our audience. We're like, okay, now we've got this podcast. How do we find the right guests? How do we, you know, get the, the best people on our podcast? But then, you know, surprisingly, we had all these great guests except for invitation, like, you know, Neil Patel, Patrick Campbell, you know, Rand Fishkin, a bunch of others. Um, and I'll say now, you know, challenge now, we, I think we're over 125 episodes is just trying to re, you know, iterate our content, getting more feedback from our listeners who, you know, who listen in, what, what do they want? Who do they want on their show? And just finding questions that they like to ask. And then we'll just keep testing new formats to see, to see what kind of resonates. 
I love that. Tell me about that process about identifying guests. Uh, so what did you look, uh, I don't know if it changed over time, but what did you look on those guests uh, to make sure that they were adding value to your audience and that you want to spend 30 minutes talking to them, right? Yeah, so I mean, essentially at the beginning, we were kind of looking at like high level numbers, you know, their followers on, on social media, if they were big brands in the space, or we'd look at, you know, what are the size of their company? So if they're a founder of a company, we can see, okay, like they've raised a series A or they've built a certain company uh, size or they've been on other podcasts and we'd listen in and see what they've done before. So that was kind of our criteria. Now I think we've kind of focused now is like, okay, we really want to work more with founders. Uh, I think that's just been more and more interesting for us. And, you know, maybe some, you know, growth marketers who are very, very, you know, experts in certain, certain specific niches. And when those guests come in, what can the guests do to really he, uh, put together in collaboration with you a great interview? Really, what, what makes a great guest and, and what are some of the things that you try to do together with that guest to really get the most out of them? It's tough, but I think getting those details out of them, like that nitty gritty takeaways, those lessons, those stories or tactics that like worked for them. Um, if you can get them to open up and reveal like those secrets, uh, I think, you know, being good storytellers, that really helps. Um, and I think like, for example, we asked them like, you know, what are some growth strategies that's worked? And what are some growth strategies that didn't work? So the ones we can be like, okay, no, hey, I spent ten thousand dollars in, in you know Google ads. You know, we got a cost per click of thirty five dollars in the industry. It's super competitive. Like that's where we like, ah, okay, like that's actually helpful because maybe there's somebody else listening in and they're thinking of doing it. And now that actually they can be like, all right, I just saved them some money there. I love that. Uh, mm. Something I've seen is uh, trying to create that environment where the guest feels comfortable and wants to really share the vulnerable side. Because when I started my show, I was like, did when I'm reading Forbes, it looks like uh, post-game conference. I used to play basketball, so I relate to, to sports. Mm -hmm. Like post-game conferences where the players always talk about the good stuff. They never really get give solid answers. So mm -hmm. I was like, let me try to like actual get real raw answers from them. Uh, how do you create that environment for the guests to really feel comfortable sharing and wanting to go to the nitty-gritty and, and detail stuff? It's tough. So I've heard some people do, you know, they do like pre-interviews, like 10, 15 minutes just to get to know each other. I don't know if it makes a difference. We've never done it. Um, I like to just before the show, just chat with them, you know, ask them a couple of questions, get to know them. I think that helps a little kind of ease the nerves. But I think at the end of the day, it's, um, you know, because we send them a list of questions before, but then it's also just getting and asking those follow-up questions. And I think, you know, getting deeper and deeper into those questions, and then you'll get, you'll get it out of them. So it's kind of up to you as the guest to, to ask those follow-up questions. I think that's where you'll get the, the real value, but you've got to push for it and know how to ask it. Right. Have you found that it's made you a better uh, conversationalist or, or how has that uh, changed or improved the way you communicate with people? Because the other day I was talking with somebody <laughs> outside of a podcast and I was like, dude, I feel like I'm interviewing him for a podcast. I'm just asking questions. Uh, how you felt that it, it's made you better in a certain way? 100%. I feel like my, my confidence probably went up. Like if you, like I would say, don't ever listen to my first maybe 10, 20 episodes. So I'd say <laughs> if you, if you compare it to now, I think my, my conversation, I just feel more comfortable, you know, talking to people, see, doing this over and over. And I think it just comes with practice. And now obviously I'm here on, on other people's podcasts and, you know, been doing interviews and I feel a lot better now that I've been doing on the other side. Right. So I try to relate. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, take me back to when, when you started the show and, and you want to get the first, 10, 15, 20 um, guests, because now obviously I think you're at 128 episodes as well before. So exactly. you guys have built that brand already. But when you don't have that big of a brand or that big of an audience, uh, what are some of the things when you pitch those people for, to be the first, you know, the first sample get, few guests, what, uh, what, what did work, what didn't work? 
about getting this guest in and, and showing the value of coming into the show. Yeah, surprisingly, we thought like nobody, even before we even had the show, we thought like people wouldn't respond. They'd be like, hey, I want to see the numbers and like, you don't have anything. We're just like, hey, we're launching this new podcast. Uh, do you want to be on a show? And they're like, yeah, sure. So I, I was surprised. Um, we Initially, it was just people we knew from like, you know, previous conversations in our network, uh, you know, founders from companies we've already spoken to. We're like, hey, you want to jump on the show we're creating? And a lot of them were, were, were super happy. They, they didn't push back. Um, so email outreach, we, so we would find them and see, you know, people we've already talked to. And then we, we went on stuff like, you know, Twitter and we just DM people. Like I go to my profile, she's like, hey, do you want to, this is our new podcast. Even afterwards, like, hey, check it out. These are some episodes we've had. Uh, do you want to jump on an interview? Just simple as that. And, and, and you know, you, you get probably at least like at the beginning, like 20, 30 percent, uh, you know, positive response. Like if I send 10 emails, I'll get two to three people say, yeah, let's do it. So, yeah, I love how and from talking to other podcasters, um, it seems like it's the best way to get in with somebody. Like it's the best excuse of like instead of let me pick your brain for 30 minutes. Like it, it sounds like a great excuse, which kind of leads me to uh, something that I had in mind, which obviously with Horizon. And the podcast is a big tie and a big link and that uh, building relationships and networking can really help you guys. Um, how focused or how intentional are you in turning those relationships into new business? Is that something that comes organically? Do you guys have a process to build that into actual more solid relationships? How do you work on that? Yeah, I would say that that's probably something we don't have a process around. But yeah, we've definitely built, you know, fantastic relationships and partnerships. A uh, few have joined our, our, our investment club, like some you know really good investors and prolific investors who want to be part of kind of what we're doing. Um, we've gotten people who we wanted to work with with uh, as a way to test their competence, like on the show, like let's say an agency we wanted to work with. We're like, hey, let's get you on. Let's ask you some questions. Tell us your stories. And we're like, all right, this sounds good. Let's try it out. Uh, and then we had some companies we're working with to help on the M&A side. But so, yeah, you can say look at it like a lead generation. But honestly, it's like after the interview, I think that's where the magic happens. Like we'll have a conversation be like, hey, what are you working on? What, what can I help you with? And then we're like, ah, like maybe there's something we can help here. And if not, like both ways. Right. But we don't really push like, all right, like this is the person we want to work with. Like, let's let's, you know, try to close a sale here. That's not how we do it. I love that. Uh, mm. Otherwise, it, I guess it can be very transactional. Right. Of like, hey, let me just pitch you after this. Uh, for us, we've we found a lot of friendships and actually real relationships, not just thinking about lead prospects and all that stuff uh, that has really made it better for us. Uh, Tell me about, is there anything that if you were to start back again on the podcast and um, had to redo this all over again, is there anything you'd do different? Is there anything you'd approach in a different mindset? Is there anything that you have in mind about, hey, maybe you could have tested this earlier or um, anything at all that comes to mind? So something we, we talk about kind of in our weekly meeting, like I wonder if, you know, we went too narrow in our focus. Like sometimes you have to think, right? Like you're behind the mic podcast. I mean, that's kind of good. You can, you're kind of more generalist. So we're, we're you know, we're SaaS, right? right. So I, I, you know, how many people, there's not just so a lot of people who know about SaaS, so they probably skip over it. So I wonder if we went something like, you know, startup district or, you know, something more broad, I think like from a search and interest and growth perspective, I will say like maybe if I was to start all over, maybe I'll try something a little bit more broader. And I, you know, also we're B2B and I would like to compare maybe, you know, maybe like a B2C type podcast and just, just to compare for curiosity, how that compares. Yeah. Do you think that would have helped build the same type of relationships for Horizon, right? Because uh, being mm-hmm. narrow maybe helped uh, be more targeted with who you're talking to? Yeah, I think from a business perspective, I think it was, you know, maybe the right decision. Like, you know, we're only working in SaaS. So, I mean, that makes sense. We just focus on SaaS and, you know, people listening in are probably in the SaaS world. So I think that makes sense. But uh, I think from just like an overall growth and maybe future, uh, it maybe closes doors for other things. But I mean, I, I don't I don't see it as a, as a big issue, but maybe something if I would do again, maybe I'll try, try it out. I hear. 
Um, mm. look, looking forward next year, two years, five years from today, where do you see the, the podcast evolving? Do you think that, are you planning on testing something different? Um, is, what's your objectives or vision on how this looks like five years from today? Yeah, I mean, we're still, we're continuing to iterate every week. Like we're just like, for example, right now we're trying to split episodes maybe into two, like we had like 45 minute episodes. So we're like, all right, let's maybe make them 20 and 20. And maybe the first part, because we used to combine them, like, hey, tell us about you, your story, what's working. And then we get into some like nitty gritty details about hiring and all that. So now we're like, okay, let's get, you know, five, six questions about specifics of like, you know, what, what works for hiring? What doesn't work? What finds it? What's an A player? What's, you know, uh, you know, all these team questions, for example. And then we'll separate it. Next part is like, all right, tell us about you, uh, you know, kind of more general questions. What's your story? What's, you know, what's your MRR? What, where are your growth? What isn't working? Uh, what would you differently kind of those? And then we're like, all right, let's see if what resonates with people. Is it like the story part and that people want to know what's the, the founder's journey? Uh, what's work? What doesn't work? Or is it like the nitty gritty of like, all right, this is my problem I'm having with my, my SaaS company. I'm looking to grow. And then we'll, we'll kind of, that's the test we're doing right now. And we'll see how that goes, for example. Interesting. That's dope. Yeah. Because yeah, mm. you guys have that just both sides, right? And you don't know exactly which one comes to the audience comes for or they come for, for both at the same time. How do you exactly. guys uh, think about marketing the podcast uh, and growing the distribution? Is there anything that you guys do that you'd recommend other podcasters to do uh, to grow your audience? Is the audience something that you don't even look at the numbers? How, how do you think about uh, distribution and growth? No, we, we track it pretty, pretty, you know, regularly every single week. Um, so I think the couple of things that worked well is like, you know, repurposing. So finding these little, you know, these one hour and then, you know, finding these like five, 10 minute clips. Uh, and then we share it with, our, with like put it on our YouTube channel, try to you know optimize for SEO. Uh, secondly, you know, we share it with our, with our guests. I think that's been the kind of the biggest thing is if you get the right guest, we're willing to share, um, you'll get that really nice spike in, in, uh, in, in download. So I think that would be, that was the biggest one. Cause I feel like, you know, organic isn't the, the place to be uh, other than, uh, than you know on YouTube right now. So, so, so YouTube is the main organic platform that you guys are uh, working on, uh, more than social with Twitter and all that. Yeah, we did that a little bit. So initially, we were finding these like one minute, two minute clips, putting on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. We're like, look, we're just you know spreading our reach. Is our audience really on Instagram? I don't know. Are they on Facebook? I doubt it. Well, let's just focus LinkedIn because that's been like typically when people reach out, they've been on LinkedIn. Um, you know, Twitter is my personal thing, so I don't really. I probably could use that, but we're like, all right, let's just focus on a few small, you know, one or two channels. So like YouTube now and LinkedIn. So we're just like, all right, we're, we're sharing on, 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 uh, on LinkedIn, tagging them. They share it on LinkedIn, they tag us. And I feel like that, that kind of works well, but it does, it does work. I love it. A um, couple of final questions, um, Akil, before we go, what's the team look like? So obviously you're hosting it, What do you, and we talked before about having somebody on the post-production is there anybody else that kind of helps you out from scheduling guests, all that stuff, or is that mostly uh, you and your own? Uh, no, so we actually have full, two full-time, you know, people working with us. One is an, actually an audio engineer. Uh, so he helps with the research, kind of building the help us on the, on the content. And then he does all the post-production on the audio and LinkedIn on the, on the YouTube. And then the other one is, you know, we have our YouTube video guy who will repurpose videos and then help us. You know, we also record a bunch of other videos as well. So yeah, we actually have two full-time people um, involved. I love that. Uh, and final question, we ask this to all our guests. If you could interview anybody, uh, dead or alive, uh, who would it be for that ideal interview and why? Okay, I actually have a list of five. I put this like oh, a couple okay. months ago. If, give me if five. I get, give me five. Give five. Okay, if I get all five of them, I'm quitting podcasting. But um, <laughs> okay. Uh, so I'll say Naval Ravikant, uh, Tim Ferriss, Jim Collins, Seth Godin, and Derek Sivers. So 
Uh, I've gotten response from Jim and Derek. They said they're just not interviewing right now, so I'm still waiting until they get they get on. But uh, still, still hoping if anybody knows any of those five and can make get an interview with me with them, I'd love that. I love that. What's the one thing you like to take out of? Uh, I know we said five, but out of one of the those interviews, what's one thing you like to get out of them? So I, I think I just look at I think I just look at them like you know online mentors, right? Like through their blog, podcast, articles. So I think they've just helped me shape a lot of my thinking and helped me improve as an entrepreneur. So if I can maybe ask them some, some deeper questions and, you know, things that I'm, I'm facing or I face that I think that'll, that'll just help me and maybe help other people too. I love that. And I know we said last question, but just mm. a quick follow up on that. Um, how much or how little have you taken personally from interviewing other people? Like how selfish are you in the questions that you get, the guests that you get? Is, it, is there ever at some point that you think about this is more for me than I was for my audience or are you able to put your audience first and ask the questions they want to know? Uh, I mean, if, if I ask them, it's out of curiosity. It's nothing to gain. Uh, but I, I always try to include maybe one or two questions like, all right, like, what can I get out of this? Maybe learn from it. And like, all right, maybe that's a problem I'm, I'm actually facing right now. Like in, you know, the last month or two and we're thinking about, I was like, let, let's ask him. Maybe just get his opinion. So I think that that does help. I love that. Yeah, I do the same thing. Um, <laughs> again, thank you so much for your time. Um, to everybody listening, the SaaS District podcast is, is a mass listen. Uh, but we appreciate you being here, man. I, I, uh, I know you're busy, but I appreciate your time. No, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Uh, for everybody listening, thank you so much. We'll see you next time.